Welcome to the Chris and Sam podcast. Pull up a bar stool and join us for a random conversation, guaranteed to make you think or your money back. Hey guys, welcome to the Chris and Sam podcast. My name is Sam and it's freezing. <laughs> and I am Chris and I'll tell you how freezing it is. Not only do I have whiskey in front of me, but Sam has brought in a little uh, miniature of Appleton's. Um, because you know I mean business when I've got the miniatures out. <laughs> he's got the miniatures out. Hold on to your hats. And speaking of which, he's got a beanie on. I don't. He's got like three jackets on. I've got a jacket. Yes, we're in our studio, our garage studio. The garage um, is warmer than upstairs, though, I have to admit. You reckon? I'm not sure. I'm yeah, not it sure. is. Well, Do you upstairs, know Tash walked home from the gym? Yeah, it's crazy. That's our flatmate. I know. It's it is so cold well, upstairs. Out there. We have one of the ranch sliders permanently open a jar to let the cat in and out because it doesn't know how to use a cat door. Yeah, um, so it's uh, it's whistling a little bit of wind through there, and we have high ceilings uh, and uh, glass walls and uh, no yeah, insulation like, and like no the, heater. Yeah, it's like the worst possible situation, and there's a cold front coming across the country that's absolutely made everything frozen. Yeah, it was snowing in um, Napier this morning, which just blows me away. Because at sea level. At sea level. That's like, oh my God, Napier's like the one of the hot places we used to go to when I was a kid. Anyway, so um, yes, we're, we're in a cold place right now. And uh, I was just going to say, if Mad Max was here, it would be an Antarctic Mad Max. It's so freaking cold. Cold, cold wasteland. We should speak about Mad Max. Yes, we went and saw that. Was it on opening night? I don't know. I think it was That's opening night. Close. It was opening night, yeah. Um, however, because we have some purist friends, we didn't get the um, Mad Max USB that you go for going to opening night to the 3D. Yeah, you couldn't get the old USB We couldn't go to the charger. 3D. <laughs> yeah, we've got to watch it on a proper film screen. Yes, we're not watching that 3D. <laughs> but regardless of how you see it, it is an amazing movie you should absolutely go in and see that movie it's very good it's um full-on action there's not too much thinking required which is awesome and the cars and the scenery are like the stars of the show oh yeah uh, in my opinion every every scene is so well shot and um positioned and yeah it, it's just amazing it really is I, i've got to go and see it again and it is definitely one of those movies you have to see on the big screen you can't be watching that on a tv screen a, a little bit later on no that's right it was very good um, sam Sam's, sounds a little distracted because he's right now tweeting saying hey we're podcasting if you've got any questions tweet them through um which so obviously we'll see how if you're goes. listening to this uh too late you can't do that no of course not but um but yeah, just so you know what Sam's doing, because he can't multitask, apparently. Well, yeah, he says the man that was trying to read a book and stare at the TV screen and got confused. I, I feel picked on. I feel picked on. It's don't, terrible. Don't be like that. So anyway, um, yeah, so Mad Max, definitely worth watching. Um, and Not too many spoilers in it. There's, I will link in the show notes to a very cool video of them talking about getting the cars made. Yeah, I haven't um, seen that. I've heard oh, you talk you, you about should, it. You should yeah. watch it. It's very cool. They basically, uh, there's so many practical effects in that film. They didn't use much CGI at all. Yeah. And uh, the guy making the cars, I think he said, was make it awesome or I'll kill you. <laughs> That's what George Miller said to him. And yeah. The 
tank car, which I can't remember the name of it now, um, they all had to keep up together. So uh, they all had to be capable of doing at least 100 kilometers an hour through the desert. <laughs> um, yeah, Adam um, went and saw it again. And he said the second time he saw it, he really um, was geeking out over this the, the CGI effect of Charlize Theron's arm. Yeah. So from the very beginning, she's got one arm, basically. Yeah. Um, it's pretty cool because in one of the behind-the-scenes footages, you see how they did it. Yeah. Um, she's got her arm in a in in the glove. Yeah, the green whole way. Glove. No, no, the green screen is just the little bit between her wrist and halfway up, just to show the rod in the film. Right. And that's the only bit that's green screen. The rest of it's just normal. Yeah, but um, in that um, fight scene, you know, we. <laughs> The surreal scene where he come, gets out, wakes up and walks over and there's all these half-naked women getting washing themselves in the desert. Yeah, that's gorgeous. the scene I had problems with. That's the awesome scene. Um, yeah, she had all that fight scene. Yeah. She hasn't got that robot arm on. No, that's right. Yeah. Oh, when she's cool. just got the stump. Yeah, she's got the yeah. stump. So my pet peeve with that one scene, post-apocalyptic world, they hose themselves off and the tap on the hose is pristine, brand new. It's like just been brought from a shop and attached. I reckon I'm going to have to watch it again just to see this because I've been bitching and moaning about it. I haven't. Since. I haven't. I've just brought it up like five times. But <laughs> it's bright, bright red. Everything else is half destroyed and recycled and a bit crappy. But the tap handle on the hose is brand new. They just brought it from a shop. Just saying. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> okay. How how far away is um, Jurassic Park? Oh, it's about I don't know ten minute drive to the movie theatre. Has, has it? No, it hasn't I don't know. Yet. No. I don't know. <laughs> I'll have a look for you. Sam, Sam's sense of humour goes a bit wonky when it gets cold. You know, it's like yeah, um, yeah, yeah. What's it actually called? Jurassic Park, Jurassic World, Jurassic World. Yeah, that's it. You're really looking forward to this, aren't you? I really am. I um, really am. Yeah, should be good. Coming soon, 11th of June 11th of is when June. it's coming What's out. that, three weeks? Yep. Ooh, start saving my pocket money. I didn't realise Chris Pratt was in it, actually, until the other day. Yeah. Um, there was something they were I'm showing. like, oh, he's the only one I know is in it, and I found out, like, early, early on. Yeah, so I was yeah. like, that's one of the reasons um, that I really like the idea of it. So I reckon it'll be quite cool. Ah, interesting. Cool. Okay, so what else have we got? To- I don't know. <laughs> well, you see, one of the reasons that I uh, uh, said, right, we better do this podcast tonight is because I'm away. You're busy doing stuff. Three, three nights. And I had a pretty busy, busy weekend as well. Um, we're working quite well with our speakers for TEDx Ruakura. Um, yes. Things are coming along there very nicely. Um, that's only... Um, Three four or five weeks away? Four, yeah. yeah, four, yeah, four five and a half weeks, weeks away, something like that. So, yeah. Oh, actually, three or four weeks away. Yeah, right. And um, so that's going really well. Have you got the signs and out of Auckland yet? The signs that you're going to borrow? No. I'm no, just not checking. Yet. Was, not yet. Don't see them in our shed as uh, I look around. So. <laughs> yeah, so I've tr- got to get the stage signs and the carpet and all that. The, the, the red rug spot. Um, but anyway, um, what I did do, though, uh, yesterday, Sunday, um, was go to Script to Screen. They had a two-day workshop. Um, a friend of ours, Ben from um, Podfellas, of course, and Ben Paige, Corks on Twitter. Yep, Ben Corks on Twitter. 
And uh, Paige, who's uh, directed our 48-hour film, and she's first AD on Only Humane, which yep. is... And a poor student at Wintech. <laughs> and a poor student at Wintech. Um, she uh, she was there as well. So they went for the two days, but because I had the TEDx Ruakura thing on Saturday, I could only do the Sunday. Oh, and, you're like the poor cousin um, that can only afford to go one day. Yeah, no, I paid the full price, but it was all good. And... Um, no, I went to Sunday. It was really good, actually. It was really, really cool. Jackie Van Beek was the director and who, who took us through direction and stuff. She has a hugely different um, way of doing things. And it was interesting. It was really, really interesting to see her um, get these actors to do a rapid-fire things. A um, bit of kissing involved there so and do a lot you of think swearing. Uh, well, do you see yourself more as a director or a producer? No, I, I don't think I've. I don't think I will be. Would be a director. Okay, I was just um, going to say. Would I, you... I think I might direct like a. I could see myself directing like a documentary or something like that. Oh right, okay. But um, uh, yeah, unless I wrote it, maybe I'd want to direct something I wrote. But I, I'm yeah. more. I'm more happy to to get somebody else to direct it. I think. Okay. Because I pitched. I pitched uh, my f- film uh, that I wrote. Uh, a screenplay I wrote for a, a short film. And uh, actually went down pretty well with the crowd there. There was about fifty people in the. That's pretty good in the audience. So yeah, no, it went pretty well. And um, I didn't win a prize. I didn't even get selected in the top six, um, which isn't particularly surprising. The person who won has is on contract to some film place, and she writes for them. And she's got a degree in writing, and she did a few other writery things. Yep. And so she, she knows won. a bit about it then. Yeah, just a little. Just a little. But she kept going, it means nothing. Just because I've got a degree in it, it means nothing. But, oh, really? Uh, no, no, her, her story was really good. Oh, okay. it was really good. Oh, well, that's so, good. So, yeah, no, that was that, it was cool. It was a great experience. If you get a chance to do anything script screen, you should go for it if you're interested in those things, obviously. Um, and if I'm not, going, just forget about it. Yeah, and on Wipe Tuesday, I'm going... Uh, <laughs> on Tuesday, I'm going back up there. Uh, tomorrow night, I'm going back up there. That's why I'm staying up there. Um, for another script screen thing. Yep. So it's really cool. And just like that, the pod fellas have come to the party on Twitter and Woo-hoo. they've asked us a question. Would you rather fight one horse-sized duck or 100 duck-sized horses? Chris is staring at the screen thinking about that, trying to comprehend. His brain is ticking over as right now. Um, you might be able to hear that. One horse-sized duck. I can handle one horse-sized yep. duck. Yeah. Because think- 100 duck-sized horses... You'd probably take him out, which is fine, but you possibly get too tired. Yeah, yeah, like it's just too many. Yeah, it's just too many. And you, and we're assuming you're going to fight to the death. It's not like you're going to knock them out. No, no, you're you've got to, to, you've got to them. destroy them. So, I mean, I, a horse-sized duck is still a scary. I mean, have you ever been attacked by a goose? Yeah, no. Oh no, I've seen really? them chase people. I've seen them chase um, Asians. Yeah, it's, it's pretty scary. Well, I've really, really been attacked, but swans I've had my and sister geese and that are pretty bad at Rotorua Lakefront. Yeah, yeah. So, and that's not a horse-sized one. So, imagine a horse-sized one. Yeah, like, but seriously. It, but it doesn't. You know, you. It doesn't say you're fighting them bare knuckle. Like, yeah, I'd have a massive stick, stab it through the chest. It wouldn't last long. Yeah, that's what you do. Yeah. They've also asked another question, and they and they they, they get bonus points for putting a picture of a horse-sized duck and some duck-sized horses. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Bonus points to you that's guys. Awesome. Uh, I'll have a drink for you. Okay. There's another question there. When yep. did you not speak up when you should have? Um, a time you've not spoken up when you should have. I've had way more times when I have spoken up when I shouldn't have. Yes, which is way more. <laughs> that almost comes up daily when you're recounting <laughs> stories from your past or daily endeavours. Yeah, the verbal diarrhea things. What was today's Gen- story about that, actually? You said um, oh, it, was, it was the lady on crutches. <laughs> and we won't go there. 
Oh, okay. All right, yeah. That was a good story, but yeah, maybe no. not for this podcast. Uh, maybe maybe I'll get in trouble. Yes, so, maybe. Uh, <laughs> um, okay. Um, hmm. Hmm. When have I not spoken up when I should have? One thing I've, I I regret, there's very, very few things I've regret in my life. But And you are what, a man that when you were, uh, I don't know if you like this now, but you have said in previous podcasts, you were a man that just said yes to everything. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So. So one thing I do regret is I didn't do something, and that was uh, my some of the guys I worked with, oh, I trained with at Karate, rather, um, suggested I apply for a programming job in Databank way back in the day. Like, I must have been 16, 17. Oh, right. 17, okay. I think. And I just didn't have the confidence. And they said, well, it doesn't matter. Just apply. And I was like, well, and back dude, then I, it only, been, I only got school C, bro. <laughs> yeah, and back then it would have been pretty simple compared to... Yeah, and I I probably did know enough. Uh, looking back, it was a totally a confidence thing, and I yeah. just didn't do it. And so it really shone out uh, four years later when I was in London. I was working in a bar earning a hundred pounds. I think oh maybe a hundred and twenty five pounds a week, um, board and food paid for. Crap food though. Um, and my mate came over who had done the thing, wasn't databank, and yep. he had a job with, and this is 1990, he had a job with Marconi helping program uh, guidance systems for missiles, um, and he was making £85,000 a year. Whoa, pretty crazy. Like, there was, he was going to Europe every weekend yep. for, for a laugh. Um, yeah, it was, it was like, yeah, maybe I should have done the programming thing. Shit. Yep. Anyway. Oh, very good. What about you? No, come on, you gotta you gotta answer the question. Uh, when did you not speak, speak up when you should have? Nah, nothing really springs to mind. Nah. Any any time at work when the um the boss you uh so loved Oh my old boss, the psycho bitch. That one. Is there any time when you should have you would oh, have yeah. liked to have have blown your gasket maybe or said um, something that you Well didn't? it was weird, it's that whole confidence thing. So I was at the last job for eight years. And probably in the last three years, uh, I had the confidence just to like argue against any points she made. Like they were valid though, so I'd like back them up with examples and stuff. But I should have done that way earlier on in the piece mm. and just queried it because at the end of the day, it's just a job. She's just a person. Who cares? You know, you don't need to take crap from anyone. So, yeah, I um, I, I said a few things in, in telecom, and I I don't think I was very backward about that at all i i think i was pretty um do you think that highlighted you as a troublemaker i did i i i think i told you this but uh kevin bowler now he is now the ceo of tourism new zealand oh no is he ceo or marketing manager sorry marketing manager of tourism new zealand he was the marketing manager of telecom mobile at the time and uh we we were the only ones that had um 3g at the time Yep. And we were number two in my mobile marketplace. And I sent him an email and said, I don't know, I don't understand your marketing concept. <laughs> this is me. I, I'm, I'm on the phones, I think, at this yep. point. Remember, Chris is an expert in everything. He of course book, I am. He has a book for everything. And I said, um, you know, I don't, I don't get what your marketing thing is. Why, are we not, why aren't we positioning ourselves to say we're number one in 3G? Because we're the only ones with it at the time, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, and just you know, we may be number two in the old technology, but we're number one in three G. And and I put a few points of different companies that did this sort of thing and why I thought it was a good idea. Yeah, I think yeah. I think I did something like that. And um, he he emailed me back to give him his due, but then he said, um, "Well, that sounds a little bit like smoke and mirrors to me." <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I'm like, really. 
Really? This is marketing, isn't it? What? What? That's crazy. <laughs> so I lost all respect for Kevin Bowler pretty much with that email. Not yeah. all respect, but a lot of professional respect. Put it. That but way. marketing people are funny because we had them at my last job, and they'd just be all airy fairy and come in and go, "Oh yeah." And they they ended up putting these signs up around the building, and it was like they were interviewing. It was a story about someone talking about their interaction, I think, with the industry. But they must have run out of ideas because they had like multiple stories, but they could only come up with like one or two names. And it was supposed to be like heaps of different people, the way they market it to us. And we had to sit down while they spelled all this stuff out to us. And then they went out and got all these signs made. There was hundreds of signs. Like the sign makers were bloody rolling and laughing. And um, yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> but there's... Oh, oh no, they, they are bad. Like um, we had our... Um our values things a couple of times at Telecom, you know, we've had to change our values and create our values and understand our values and things. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it was, yeah, it was pretty pretty bad. And I know that um, a friend of mine who shall not be named at this point, but she does work for two degrees. Um, <laughs> I know who you mean. I know you know. Um, she, she and a friend was there when the marketing people brought over and, and went through these values. I wish I could remember what the value was, but it's, she said, that is so not a value. And so they, they said, oh, which value would we put here? And they said, oh, that Did one. you have an acronym? Ours was ABCDE. <laughs> no. Because they'd be like... <laughs> oh, don't. No. No. Ah, <laughs> oh, Sam is being quiet so he can get the clean laugh sound. Yeah, um, if you listen to two podcast episodes ago, you would have heard a special intro that I put together. <laughs> um, I think the Podfellas are doing something with that this Friday with their podcast when it comes out. Oh. Uh, yeah, we had ABC D's and E's, and they'd uh, ask in a, um, when you'd go for a uh, review process for your pay round. What are the ABCDEs? And everyone could remember like three of them and then forget the rest. <laughs> I was a girly swap. Well, no, to be fair, I was a trainer, so I had to teach them. Yeah. So I had to know. But yeah. Um, yeah. So marketing, mm, sometimes they, they get a bit crazy with that sort of stuff. But um, I think that's why I really like direct marketing. Um, and it's really a part of marketing and sales should be all one process. It's just the it's all part of one process and, and people forget that and don't don't do that anyway i'm getting on a lecture event and we That's don't okay. do that so we got any other questions coming in uh the hoverboard record was broken today oh really oh yeah 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 yeah. the canadian man did it um and he just made it himself uh it looks pretty good actually he flew the old record was 50 meters and I'm pretty certain it was the one that had to float above a copper yeah, track yeah. or some stupid thing. He did 275.9 meters instead of 50. And he's doing it over water. I know. Oh it's amazing how stable this thing is. We'll post a link to the in the show notes so you should check this out. And he is over water and it's just cruising along. Um, it's pretty cool. It's not the hoverboards, of course, from Back to the Future. No. And, uh, this is not a hoverboard, more like a hovercraft is far too big. That's uh, Royal one Courtier. The, one, yeah, one of the comments on the website, and then the next person says, well, don't buy one then. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Uh, the first one had negative two thumbs, and the second one had plus one. 
So a lot of, uh, there's some few skeptics here. So apparently in the video, there's not enough displacement being uh, shown to lift that amount of weight. And it does look, doesn't look, I will agree, it does not look right. Uh, someone wrote as a load of BS. This is the closest you can get to that, and that's the Martin Jetpack, which is a New Zealand Kiwi invention. Mm-hmm. And uh, the volume of air that would need to be displaced to lift someone off, say 90 kilos, fully dressed, and the other is the power source. So uh, this thing's quite small when you think about it like that. And uh, I'm going to play the video. Play the video because I'm like curious now because I haven't actually Because it, it almost looks like he's being towed behind that boat, to be honest, in that shot, and that's still... Um Yep. Yeah. Oh, it's actually it's a Guinness, Guinness World Record. Guinness World Record official opening on the video. Wow. So, uh, so, yeah, they've got their scrutineers there, so that's pretty cool. Been interesting. But you would think. I don't know. See, to me, it sounds like it's probably for two stroke engines. Um, I'd love to see videos of him with prototypes as he failed. That'd be funny as <laughs> just falling in the water. There you go. If you are going to ever invent something like that, take vo- videos of your yep. failures because you could make probably more money off the videos of the failures than you will off the successes. Yep, and you've got to beat 275.9 metres. Yeah, and yeah, thinking about it, doing it across uh, over water makes a lot of sense. Okay, so Sam's just laughing or tweeting about my laugh. God. Well, we're going to uh, eventually build a website called thelaughofchris.com. Um and that'll be showca- showcasing Chris's laugh, which is amazing. Has, and, that, um, has that domain gone yet? No, not yet. I might buy it next week. Um, I think it might not last that long. Anyway. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. We're on to a winning topic. What else has been happening? Oh, I don't know. Um, this isn't a very well thought out podcast, guys. No, no, it wasn't. Oh, it was here's John Key's last... topless selfie. What? <laughs> oh, John Key. Yeah, John Key. Look at him. Oh, obviously that's with his son, Max Key. Uh, okay, that was stupid. Oh, Apparently it God. looks creepy according to the people leaving comments. John Key, if you hadn't known, it was our Prime Minister. Oh yeah, what about Abbott? Dickhead. Yeah, well... <laughs> so, um, congratulations to Ireland. They have finally uh, joined the land, of, uh, the, the world of the enlightened, and they have uh, legalised same-sex marriages, which I mean, you know... With votes two to one in yes. favour of it, so that's so, pretty cool. Yeah, and for for a very conservative country, that, that's pretty cool. And I think the the, the point is, I mean, I, I don't know what you think about it, but it's like, well, it's not hurting anybody. Like, it makes a lot of sense. I can't see any argument against it. Go for it. It's not going to affect me. Like, what do I care? So, like, why wouldn't you do that? Yeah. It's like, you know, you guys eat meat. I don't go off about that. I know. Either. Yeah. So anyway, um, so yeah, but Abbott is strongly opposed to that. Prime Minister Abbott of our neighbouring Australia is uh, very much opposed to that, and he said he would not have a public referendum on it. It would be decided in Parliament because he has more control over it. One would assume. Yeah, and so. talking about um, putting the thumb down on the Australians and you know driving them into the ground and making no one want to visit there or even work there or live there. 
come live in New Zealand, it's way better. Um, there's a story here. Aussie public servants are banned from wearing onesies. What has the world come to when Australian public servants can't wear onesies? I bet you still let them wear Ugg boots, though. Oh, yeah, they'll be all over that. Oh, hang on. Yeah. That would be things like jeans, thongs, Ugg boots, and so on. And when they mean thongs, they mean flip-flops, don't they? Jan- <laughs> well, we call them jandals, but... In, in New Zealand, they're called jandals. Uh, and in the UK and I think Canada, they're flip-flops. Yeah. Um, Ireland, they're flip-flops. And Aussie called them thongs. Well, to us, thongs are a very, very skimpy, brief pair of underpants. Pretty much like a G-string. A G-string is yep. a thong. The old G-banger is a thong to us. And, and so when Aussies go, oh, just get my thongs and go to the beach, we're like, yeah. just laughing. It's I funny. know, it's pretty good. Is that guy, what's his name in that photo? No. It looks like him, though. No, it's just some weird ginger. Okay. <coughs> in a... I don't even know what that is. What Gray is it? Williams Squirrel is what suit? I, was thinking. I don't a know. Bunny suit. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, this is not helping our listeners, us looking at No, no. Pictures. They just have to use their imagination all the time. Um, <laughs> when we're talking, they really, really do. That's right. Any any more questions coming up? No, the podfellas have gone to sleep. Um, they're probably editing their episode with you laughing. Uh, I hate to think what they're doing. Because they do some pretty cool stuff. <laughs> we will see. They are fans uh, of the laugh. Oh, no. Oh, no. I don't know. I, yeah. Yeah, not so sure about the uh, the laughing thing. It's your one big hidden talent, Chris. You need to capitalize on it, make money from it. It's and, not really um, that hidden, to be fair. What's that? It's not really that hidden, to be fair. It's not, but it's like hidden in plain sight. Like, you could have capitalized on this since... I mean, you've probably been laughing like that since you were a little kid. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Which would have been quite epic as a little kid. <laughs> oh, Chris yeah. is laughing. Put him in the corner again. He's got so on the step. Yeah, yeah. That used to happen. Oh, that really? Head of the room. No, no, no. The whole family was um, big on laughs, and my mum was a really, really good joke teller. And uh, through my teenage years, through my 20s, pretty much, I, I'd pretty much say until I got married, I was a really, really big joke teller. Did the marriage take it out of you? or what? Happened? It, it or, wasn't supposed to sound like that, but yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then. Oh. Uh, and then I got divorced and didn't laugh for years. Yeah, I saw a really bad joke the other day. Um, what's like a parrot? What's like a parrot, but orange? Don't know. A carrot. Uh, okay. <laughs> that's, that's, that's I told you it right. was bad. It's like, what's brown and sticky? <laughs> Two nuns are in a bath. One says to the other, where's the soap? The other one says, yeah, it does, doesn't it? (laughs) What I like about telling that one is usually just looking at people and taking their time to get it. And some people don't get it for ages. Some people you need to explain it to. Yeah. But anyway. Anyway, with that, I think we're going to wrap this up. Uh, I'm sufficiently warm now. I've drunk some of my little tiny bottle I mean, of rum. Who's drunk half a bottle of, not even half, a quarter. No, I wasn't going to say half. A quarter or a third. It's only 43% and I'm drinking it straight. So, you know, it's all good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well. So anyway, this is episode number 33 of 33, the Chris and Sam podcast. Yep. Thank uh, you for listening. Yes, and we will endeavor to keep these things fairly regular, although we have some pretty busy things going on at the moment, so... Yep, we're going to fit them in when we can and record 
whatever we want because this is our podcast. Yeah, but uh, yeah, if you do follow us if on If you Twitter, want to pay our bills you... for hosting and stuff, <laughs> then maybe we could come to some sort of agreement. And, and Go to the com. Hit us up on the contact page. Just put in your credit card details in the comments section. Um, and you've got to have that three-digit code at the end, the CSV code, and the date, and the name that's on the card. And we'll take it from there. Don't worry about anything. We'll be fine. You can tell he's been in the Appletons, boys and girls. You can tell. Yeah. All right, no, it's been great to have you here with us today. And, um, you know, do follow us on Twitter, the Oh, no, Chris and Sam Pod, I should say. At yep, Chris, Chris and Sam, and Sam Pod. Pod. And um, next time, maybe you'll be able to ask us a question. Yeah, it'll be, um, be great. All right, okay, bye. See ya. Hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure to subscribe and we'll catch you next week. Don't forget to tell your friends.